Welcome to Geocer's show of entrepreneurship and regional development podcasts. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guest today is Antje Fiedler. She's from the Department of Management and International Business of the University of Auckland. She has published an article entitled Developing Venture Opportunities Amidst Rivalry, Entrepreneurs' Backgrounds, and governing role of maintaining confidence. It is actually published online on entrepreneurship and regional development, a journal edited by Tiller and Francis. Antje, welcome to our show. Hello. It has been published with our colleague Benjamin Face and Hugh Whitaker. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper? Why have you decided to address this particular topic? And what is the question you aim to answer with your paper? So about the origin of our paper, the study is part of a larger project where we try to better understand drivers and barriers of growth of entrepreneurial firms. This particular paper goes back many years where my colleagues and I were interested to look at how competition affected entrepreneurial strategies. But the concept of competition has a long tradition in economics. It has become a bit out of fashion in the field of entrepreneurship. So there are many studies in the entrepreneurship literature on how entrepreneurial networks contribute to firm growth. Many of the network scholars have pointed out the important role that supportive factors play in the growth of the entrepreneurial venture. For example, family members who support entrepreneurs financially or emotionally, or network partners who have critical knowledge and resources. While the focus on networks has made important contributions as to how entrepreneurial firms grow, the role of adversarial forces such as competition has not received equal attention. So we believe that existing ideas in the literature either focus on competitive neglect, which means that there is an assumption entrepreneurs neglect competition for a variety of reasons. So a prominent example would be factuation theory. Others have focused on hypercompetition, which is part of the entrepreneurial orientation scale. But there was very little knowledge on how entrepreneurs may react to competitive pressures over time when they pursue opportunities. What we have also seen in our industry engagement is that entrepreneurs very often discuss how competition impacts their companies and how they should respond to emerging competition. So we decided for this paper to focus on the struggles of entrepreneurial ventures in response to competition and how competition shapes the venture opportunity. We also um, had an observation from our industry engagement that entrepreneurs and owner managers of small firms had very different emotions when they talked about competition. And of course, the entrepreneurship literature also recognized that individual factors of entrepreneurs play a very important role, how individuals perceive and develop opportunities. So we felt there was an opportunity to think also whether there are differences, how the background of entrepreneurs might influence how they respond to competition. The question that we asked is the following. How do innovative entrepreneurs maintain opportunity confidence amidst emerging rivalry and develop the venture opportunity? What are the main contributions of your paper? So one of the key contributions of the study is that we have identified how the entrepreneur's background impacts on the initial opportunity confidence. 
and how emerging rivalry changes the confidence over time, impacting how the opportunity is developed. Let me take a step back and talk about the key findings. Basically, we identify three pathways. The first group are opportunity preservers. These are typical entrepreneurs with very little industry experience or startup experience. They typically start with high confidence, but when rivalry emerges, they perceive it as a threat and lose their high confidence quickly. They typically retreat in a narrow niche and focus on their key customer, and this process helps them to restore their confidence. The second group are what we call opportunity advancers. And these entrepreneurs often have a strong technical background or industry knowledge. They enjoy to experiment and to innovate around the idea, but they often started with low opportunity confidence. And often the venture was initially more like a hobby for them. And they enjoyed the social aspect, such as working with their family members. But when rivalry emerged, they saw it as a challenge that they wanted to rise to. They would then carry out incremental improvements or pursue nearby adjacent possibilities by further evolving the product and technology within market. They would also strengthen their ties with existing customers, like the first group, but also focus on other stakeholders. During the process, their opportunity confidence would increase. And then finally, opportunity prospectors were often experienced entrepreneurs or had an experienced entrepreneur as part of their close network. They would see rivalry as a fact of life. Their confidence was typically always on a very high level and they would ignore competition. But if it would become too strong, so if competition would become more intense, they would develop their opportunity in a new niche that is less crowded. So overall, we show that the background of the entrepreneurs play an important role, how they construct rivalry and how this influences their action in further developing the venture opportunity. And second, we show that the background of entrepreneurs also influence how they develop their networks when facing competitive pressures and the implication for venture growth. One of the most interesting aspects, however, is that the pathways are not deterministic and entrepreneurs can gain new experience or partner with others to complement their own experience. What was for you the main theoretical or maybe methodological challenge in addressing such a question? So um, I focus on the methodolog methodological challenge first. The study is interview-based and longitudinal, and we had collected the 24 semi-structured interviews over two rounds, four years apart. So during this time, we kept in touch with the entrepreneurs if possible. We would follow their social media posts, for example, or perhaps attend a public presentation that they gave when we had the opportunity. And I think this helped us to do the follow-up interviews. But it was also challenging to do the follow-up interviews in particular with those entrepreneurs who became eroded and their confidence was in a way negatively affected by competition. So they had experienced a relatively negative impact on their entrepreneur growth expectations of their ventures. And for some of them, experiencing rivalry was very disheartening. So we could see their struggle when they reflected on their initial objectives. They were shattered by emerging rivals. So that was difficult. 
And then for the theoretical challenge, um, I think it was difficult to navigate the complexity of the theories in the papers. We brought together theories of different levels, including the individual level, the network level, and the market level, to have all the building blocks for the theoretical framework. And I think the reviewers did an excellent job to guide us how to further refine the theoretical background to bring it closer to our empirical findings and manage that complexity. During your research journey, what was your biggest surprise or maybe the most counterintuitive result? We expected a much more negative response to merging rivalry, but only one group of the three was negatively affected. The most counterintuitive insight was that a group of entrepreneurs actually saw a silver lining in emerging competition, named the advancers. They enjoyed the competitive aspect and said it was good for the business and good for the market. They gained access to fresh ideas from experiencing rivalry and leveraged this knowledge for innovation. And they also strengthened their network further after experiencing competition which were all factors that contributed to further develop and grow the venture over time. What are the main implications of your work for entrepreneurs, managers or practitioners in general? Our study shows the importance of maintaining opportunity confidence amidst emerging rivalry for the development of the venture. I think these cognitive factors are often ignored by policymakers and practitioners. What we found interesting was that there is more than one pathway to restore confidence and a route that fits an individual entrepreneur that depends really on their background. However, we also showed that maintaining high confidence enables entrepreneurs to experiment when encountering competitive pressures for the advancers within the existing industry and for the prospectors in unfamiliar contexts. Our results suggest that entrepreneurs can also gain confidence from trusted advisors. I think there is an opportunity for entrepreneurs to recruit business partners with complementary knowledge or for practitioners to match entrepreneurs with appropriate mentors that will help them to gain confidence and thus enable them to become more experimental to further develop their opportunity. And finally, of course, policymakers can set the rules of the game and ensure that entrepreneurs' innovation also have a certain degree of protection from very aggressive competitors, for example, through antitrust law. Thanks, Antio, for participating to our show. All our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship-erd.com and on the main podcast platforms. Thank you.